Welcome to Unlocking Potential, a podcast from Baldwin Technology. We're fueled by 100 years of innovation, providing the top hardware, software, and consumables to automate, enhance, and apply intelligence to production processes. Join us and learn how you can unlock your full potential. Welcome to Baldwin's Unlocking Potential podcast series. Today, we'll explore innovations in LED UV curing for industrial applications. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. With thousands of UV and LED systems and more than 10,000 IR systems installed around the world, AMS Spectral UV, a Baldwin technology company, manufactures high-power and versatile LED UV, UV, and IR systems. They're used by a vast range of industries to cure or dry inks, coatings, finishes, treatments, adhesives, and polymers. AMS Spectral UV was first to develop high-power large-format LED UV curing systems, which, along with conventional UV systems, is customized to suit wide-ranging applications that require high performance, resiliency, and reliability. This encompasses everything from highly specific laboratory-grade systems to large-scale, high-speed manufacturing lines. The company also manufactures robust IR drying systems that can be utilized in converting and other industrial processes. AMS Spectral UV offers an extensive range of standard technologies, all customizable to specific applications with a number of standout features. AMS Spectral UV can provide partial or complete systems tailored to the technical specifications, including electrical and cooling requirements of every setup. And now to delve deeper into the many innovations in LED UV and its wide-ranging industrial applications, please join me in welcoming our guests, Hans Uland, Executive Vice President for AMS Spectral UV, and Michael Derrick, AMS Spectral UV Director of Projects and Key Accounts. Hans and Michael, guys, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. You bet. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So Hans, let's start off with you. You have played a significant role with AMS Spectral UV and its pioneering LED UV technologies. Just give us uh, the backstory that laid the foundation for the company's leadership in industrial UV applications today. You know, I had the privilege of becoming one of the founders of uh, Airmotion Systems over 20 years ago. And we, we, we kind of jumped right into the, uh, the high powered UV uh, area of the graphic arts market. And uh, we rolled forward from that standpoint. Uh, then in about 2006, uh, my business partner, Steve Metcalf, uh, was at a Drupa, recognized the potential value of uh, LED as a way of uh, producing UV spectrum. And uh, he went ahead and uh, started us down that path. So I give him a lot of credit for doing that. Uh, we were very early into the, into the way LED was functioning. And we went out and bought some of the very earliest prototypes of chips or dyes, uh, however you want to call them. And uh, we used to actually have to cut the uh, the chips apart by by hand with a saw, which was uh, a little bit delicate, especially at the cost uh, that those things were at. So we started very early on in trying to jump into this market to see if we could find LEDs that were going to be powerful enough to be able to handle inks and coatings in the graphic arts market. Um, once we achieved that, it just really was a springboard moving forward. Uh, we got into... Uh, all high-powered applications that were available with LED. That's fantastic. You know, and, and ultraviolet light has been used in industrial processes for a long time, right? And right. the technology for using LED to produce UV is relatively new and only being commercialized in the mid-2000s. So what has your experience been as a pioneer in industrial uses of UV LED technology? Well, it's it, it's certainly been interesting, right? So the demands that the, uh, the industrial 
businesses would bring to us would be, can you produ please produce something that's, you know, 76 inches wide and have this many millijoules and be able to produce many, many different uh, wavelengths. And, and so the demands were great right away. And, and unfortunately, the commercially available uh, product, uh, the epitaxel material, was simply not available at the time. So we continued to work with all the different suppliers and we really focused our our abilities on, on, on becoming an, a world-class integrator of LED chips to the uh, industrial businesses that were out in the marketplace. So we would get people that would come to us with a, a requirement and we would work with them diligently to see what was possible. We'd search the world over to get the materials, the core materials that we needed to manufacture it. And then we'd build the best possible system for their application, working carefully with them every single day. And I guess as a follow-up question, how have things changed since AMS created its first UV LED curing system uh, back in 2009? Hard to believe that's that's 12 years ago now. Yeah, it went pretty fast, actually. Um, well, first of all, uh, we don't have to uh, cut the bases of the chips with the handsaw anymore. That's certainly helpful. <laughs> and uh, the other thing is that the commercially available materials for us to use are are, are, are really vast. We made the decision not to go ahead and, and, and manufacture the actual dyes themselves, we uh, we do all the work with the design of the dyes and the requirements of the dyes, but there are multiple uh, oceans in the in the world that can produce what we need them to. So we can actually specialize in meeting the customer's needs and not have to spend all of our time uh, building the epitaxel material to make uh, LEDs work. So for us, it's all about integrating the best that's available in the marketplace for the customer. And uh, again, what's commercially available is just incredible. We started with, you know, 400, like everybody, right? You had 400 nanometers with kind of the, the ideal. And, and then you went down to 385 and, and that, that UVA base, that's a decent place to start, but it's not going to change the world necessarily. Uh, as we got going, we'd be able to find that we can com make commercially available lower wavelengths that met the customer's requirements a lot more easily. That answer it? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think that was uh, that was fantastic. And uh, and so, Michael, we haven't forgotten about you. You've been quiet for far too long. So, Michael, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and and how you ended up here. Yeah, so uh, I'm an engineer uh, background. I guess I got my uh, mechanical engineering degree at Iowa State University, uh, and then I came and started working at uh, AMS over 12 years ago. Uh, started in engineering, kind of a design uh, engineer. Uh, along the way, I've gotten my MBA as well, but uh, basically I've spent you know, the last 12 years working around uh, developing and integrating kind of the LED and conventional UV systems uh, into industrial processes and other applications. So Michael, as a resident expert, what are the advantages that LED-based industrial UV systems have over traditional mercury-based UV systems? Yeah, so a lot of their advantages have really allowed them uh, to start taking off uh, in the past few years. Um, there's still places where you see conventional UV used, but uh, for the most part, the LEDs have a um, much more focused uh, energy spectrum. So um, uh, a conventional UV lamp is kind of like a, a blunt force hammer. Uh, you're going to get uh, you're going to get the wavelength you need, but you're also going to get a ton of other wavelengths, uh, infrared, which is you know basically just heat um, and all that other wavelengths basically just wastes energy. Uh, so with the LED, you're just getting that one specific peak uh, energy beam at the exact wavelength you need. So uh, most cases it's, you know, 365 nanometers, 385, 405, 395. Uh, and that peak energy band allows you then to basically customize your, the chemistry of whatever you're curing and to be very reactive at that peak band. So 
when you dial that in, basically you can, you can oftentimes replace, uh, 10, uh, or so, for example, like 10 conventional UV lamps with just one LED UV lamp, um, which obviously saves you costs and a, and a great amount of energy. Some of the other, you know, benefits are is, you know, there's no ozone emitted, uh, with LED UV. Uh, all of our systems are water cooled, um, mainly for high, you know, cause we build higher power applications, but, uh, but there's no air extraction or fans or things like that, that you are required to have with conventional UV. Um, LED lamps are also all solid state. Uh, there's zero moving parts. Um, so, you know, from a maintenance standpoint, uh, wear parts, things like that, the LEDs just don't wear out, um, and, and need maintenance as often as conventional UV lamp heads. They're all also, they don't have, uh, lamps that need to be replaced every thousand hours, like a conventional UV lamp. Um, so that saves you kind of downtime, uh, and process time. Um, they're also instant on off, which, uh, is really nice with LEDs is that you can turn them on off incredibly rapidly. Um, and you know, conventionally these typically they have a, a warm up period and then they run. And then after you shut off, so let's say you have a line stoppage or whatever, you have to wait for the lamps to cool down before you can start them up again. So you end up, you know, wasting a lot of valuable process and running time with the conventional V lamps where the LEDs just turn it on and off the light switch. I think you gave a, a pretty strong argument there for for many of the advantages uh, for LED UV over you know more traditional methods and that sort of thing. And and Hans, one question people might have is scalability, right? So how scalable is an LED solution, and is it possible to take lab or prototype production requirements and scale up to industrial production scales with LED UV? So really, LED is an absolutely fantastic technology to use to really get into all those nooks and crannies that you need to be able to get to when you're curing. Uh, UV's big limitation is that you have to have a tremendous amount of technology involved and cost involved in reducing and removing the heat associated with it. And you can only put the UV output in areas where it made sense in long straight lines. So from a scalability standpoint, and we are a little bit unique in this way, uh, we can build you as wide of a module as you need at incredible levels of, of both output and dose or as limited as you need, right? So an average system for us is at least, you know, 60 inches uh, wide. That's typical, but we also go up to three meters wide without any kind of problems. But then we can also handle things where if you need to get into some really unusual 3D curing, right, where you're curing a part or a piece that's very unusual, we can provide that technology as well. So LED is way more scalable and usable uh, from an industrial standpoint than any other UV source that's out in the marketplace. Yeah, kind of just to tack on with what Hans has said, um, yeah, you know, the optics we have uh, basically with some of our lamp heads uh, kind of allow us with those 3D parts to be able to cure it or maintain the intensity needed for curing at, at longer distances away, but still have basically a collimated beam of light so that, you know, close or far, you're getting still amount of good of intensity. So you're not just throwing all the light out, you know, hundred millimeters away from the lamp, you have kind of the same uh, beam the whole way down, which is really nice. Also to, to add on, you know, some of the, you know, one of the things that we specialize in really is the, um, you know, high power wide systems like Hans was mentioning, you know, that's kind of what we pride ourselves in the market as we can go, you know, bigger, more powerful um, than the other guys and, and custom, you know, we'll do whatever, uh, you know, whatever solution meets your needs from one lamp up to, you know, 12, 16 lamps, um, whatever you need for your process, we're willing to work with you and provide the, you know, best solution um, for you and meet your needs. 
Exactly. I just want to jump in a little bit. So we have customers that will come to us and we'd love to talk about them, but we have NDAs with virtually every single one of them. Um, but but uh, we can take a look at uh, something like uh, the screen industry. Uh, we needed absolute uniformity to be able to successfully help a customer develop out uh, the way that UV is used in the OLED screen manufacturing process. And that uniformity was absolutely key. And and we worked with them directly uh, with the rest of our engineers. And uh, we were able to provide essentially what becomes like a top hat kind of scenario. So we're able to give them exactly the energy that they needed. In this case, it was not a huge hit of energy, but just super consistency. So uniformity is also a big part of it. LED is fantastic at that. UV is very difficult to achieve perfect consistency across uh, a, a wide area. Yeah, I think one of the other, uh, uh, you know, things that we can offer too uh, is kind of a fun thing talking about high power. So basically we have, you know, uh, all of our standard platforms, we have several, um, are all kind of around the same amount of dose level. Um, And UV dose is kind of a measurement of intensity over time, which is the best way to put it. So you can increase your dose basically by just leaving the part underneath the lamp for longer. But we have a, a product that, you know, uh, so we have, you know, our, all of our kind of all of our standard products kind of fall in one range. And then we have one product called our XS model, which we lovingly refer to as the dose monster. <laughs> but it'll actually output four times um, the, the the dose of kind of our other standard products, which is, is pretty incredible. And, and we've already found kind of some unique uses for it um, just to be able to put that much power down in one kind of packaged head um, into a process is pretty incredible. Keep an eye out for uh, the Dose Monster coming to Netflix soon. Um, <laughs> uh, new animated series from Baldwin. Um, but uh, uh, Michael, I wanted to follow up on that. Can you can you give us a sense of the diverse industrial applications that you've served with LED UV processing technologies? I, I'm sure that there's a wide range of, of of applications and industries that you serve with this. Inks, obviously, a big one. Uh, graphic arts and things like that. Adhesive. Uh, started to get in some things with uh, UV curable powder coating, uh, which is pretty incredible because instead of um, basically using giant, you know, gas dryers and ovens and, and infrared, you can basically just use um, UV to accomplish the same thing. Things like varnish for wood products, you know, various incredibly amount different types of coatings. As Hans mentioned earlier too, you know, we, we've used this stuff in uh, the electronics manufacturing industry. Pretty incredible, and that's and that's been going on for for years. Um, it was almost one of our first uses for the uh, LED UV technology. Uh, but you know, basically, um, you know, UV is used as a curing process to basically turn uh, anything you know that gets applied as a liquid that needs to become a solid or a semi-solid. Um, you can you know typically formulate that with you know photo initiators to to react with the uh, you know LED UV or, or conventional UV lamps um, to basically you know dry it faster. You know, really with the technology, you know, there's things that come up every day that that are are new to us, Um, different applications for it. You know, customers contacting us saying, hey, you know, we have this. Can you can you do it? Or, you know, curing in vacuum chambers, um, all sorts of uh, cool stuff. I just want to I want to jump on that a little bit too, Michael, if that's okay, because the way that we work with companies um, is uh, a little bit different than what some of the other uh, LED curing technologies are out there. So we don't just supply you like a standard, you know, 10 inch wide unit, you know, you, you call up Amazon and get it delivered to your door and try it out in your lab. Uh, we need to work with companies that are starting at the lab process. And, and then we really get involved with them when it moves into the proof of concept phase, right? That's where we go ahead and we start building out prototype production equipment for them that meets their requirements. So if it's in, yeah, you name it, we've done it, right? And, and, and we'll continue to do it. 
And, and then that proof of concept is what transitions into a fully, uh, generally speaking, automated industrial application. So we actually go through and, uh, and, and work with these customers from the very beginning of what they're talking about doing, but more importantly, from when they actually have to produce it to then making it a production piece. And, and, and as an example of that, um, there's like no little weak components in any of our systems. So uh, we've had this said to us many times that our, our equipment feels like a real heavy duty piece of equipment, no little plastic pieces to fall off, break off and cause a problem in an industrial application. Because almost everything we build then turns into a 24 hour, seven day a week production piece of equipment. So Hans, the, the trends of LED UV becoming more power efficient, more compact and flexible have really been apparent over the last few years of development, right? So where do you think LED UV technology will be in five to 10 years, even as we move out into the future? And, and what surprising products or applications do you think will be available? Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of dreaming involved. The first, the first thing that's important to note is everyone involved uh, daily in uh, the LED world uh, wants to see UVC become more effective immediately. Now, UVC, if you're not familiar with it, is what uh, kills uh, all of your biologicals, right? So your viruses and things, sort of an important deal going on right now with that. Um, so if we had that available right now, that would be fantastic. But, but what's commercially available generally isn't strong enough for us to go ahead and use to uh, knock out uh, uh, COVID-19, right? So that's, that's, that's too bad, but that is on its way. So the ability to get into that disinfection stage is a really, really big deal for all LEDs. I mean, just imagine what's available. You could, uh, you know, have a, a handle cover, right? So for your door handle, and it just zaps it every time somebody uses it and you, you move on. That's the kind of thing that's that's coming from that. But those wavelengths, those lower wavelengths in the in the low B category and the and the and the C category are on their way. They will get there. Um, and, and we probably get 100 phone calls a, a, a month or so asking if we have it. We, we don't yet, uh, but we will. Believe me, you'll, you'll read about it when we do. And that's in the short term, right? We, we believe that there's huge money funneling into that development of UVC, and that'll come hopefully shortly. Uh, the rest of the world is basically about re-imaging or reimagining everybody's uh, uh, chemistry so that they can get away from these kind of full-spectrum uh, use chemistries and move into something that's much more specific in the in the in the in the spectrum. So, if you have the opportunity, for example, to cure exactly at uh, 375, and that's the single best absorption rate for your product, you'll be able to to, to use that with LED. Where in the past you're only grabbing part of that with uh, traditional UV. So we actually see regular UV because it's a great product, but it's got a lot of a uh, lot of nightmares associated with it. Both from a usability standpoint and as a, from an environmental standpoint. But we see that disappearing probably over the next five to 10 years. Yeah, I think, you know, basically what's, you know, the conventional UV still has a lot of good uses um, for those UVB and, and UVC ranges that Hans mentioned. Um, you know, when you see things in the news about, you know, disinfecting and using UV light, I mean, that's that UVC band usually coming from conventional UV right now. So, um, and there's also industrial processes um, that need those lower wavelengths that, you know, there's LED dyes that can produce it, but they're still a, a, at a small fraction, you know, 1% or less of where kind of the, the standard UVA, um, the 385, 395, 405 uh, nanometer dyes are. Um, and, you know, that's just not really a viable thing to make a, you know, LED product that will only last, you know, 100 hours and, and has a fraction of the output. So um, until that, that LED catches up in those wavelengths, uh, you know, conventional UV will still be very much used and a, and a, and a you know, 
great technology for curing um, those areas. Exactly. The, the other aspect too is, is LED technology gets gets better, gets stronger and uh, more cost effective and the chemistries associated with it become more efficient as well. We'll have the opportunity to say goodbye to tremendous amounts of industrial VOC uh, usage. So uh, a good example might be something like powder coating or someplace where they're putting VLCs into the atmosphere on a regular basis. Uh, those can go away because VLCs are not a required part of the curing process for uh, any of these industrial applications. And that'll be good for the environment and, and uh, especially for the health of all the workers around it. That's a great point on cost too. I mean, I think that's been a huge um, driver of LEDs getting pushed further and further into industrial processes is um, when we started off, they were, you know, incredibly expensive, especially like what Hans mentioned, some of the things we were doing uh, just to make a, a powerful lamp. But, you know, I'm seeing now when I'm, I'm quoting customers and working with them and on their requirements and, and re-quoting systems or quoting similar systems that I quoted, you know, just two years ago. And we're seeing, you know, just massive reductions uh, in the cost of these systems um, just due to the, uh, you know, the LED dye technology um, kind of catching up and and some of these lower wavelengths like 365 especially um, really starting to become more cost effective nowadays you can almost purchase uh, LED for the same price or, or less than conventional EV systems which is really going to keep pushing that technology forward into the market right well it's been fantastic having you guys on the podcast Hans Uland and Michael Derrick guys thank you so much for joining me here today and sharing what's exciting and what's going on right now in this uh, in this particular world and uh, and giving us some insights there thanks a lot Tyler it's great talking to you yeah you're welcome we had a great time thanks before we wrap up guys is is there a um, is there a website where should people go to find more information or to get in touch with you if, yeah, if they have questions if they would like to ask or, or get more info from you on uh, on these products and, and the innovations that, that you're creating so yeah if you, if you want more information about uh, all these great industrial applications please go to leduv.com uh, you can go ahead and, and, and reach us there and uh, Please remember that we know that all of your different applications are, are your own and, and we're there to help you kind of discover those and what's going to be required from a LED standpoint. So don't don't hesitate to ask questions on the website either. Thanks. Perfect. Michael and Hans, once again, everyone, thank you again to those guys for, for joining us here on the podcast. And everyone, thank you for joining us here on Baldwin's Unlocking Potential podcast series. We appreciate you joining us very much. Of course, for more from Baldwin Technology, make sure to go visit their website as well. And everyone, stay tuned for more episodes of the podcast. Of course, if, if you're joining us for this episode, we have previous episodes of the podcast you can check out. You can find those on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, and make sure you subscribe while you're there to stay up to date with the latest in thought leadership from from Baldwin Technology. And of course, we'll be back soon with new episodes of the show, so stay tuned for that. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm.